We're back. Uh, remember when we had that um, episode like a thousand years ago where I was like, I thought COVID was going to last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. This week is like the um, like two year anniversary. Yeah. Do you know uh, that? Oh, go ahead. Do you know that I'm like an idiot? And so in my head, I make up like word plays on stuff, like nonsense word plays, not smart word plays. Yeah. So I just like mess with stuff. And mm-hmm. so, like, pandemic came, became, like, pandemo, <laughs> became uh, pandemo, became pandemus, and now it's pandemus high school. Like, pandemus San, high, San high, high school. Yeah, pandemus <laughs> high school football rules. So, in my head now, it's uh, pandemus. We all go to pandemus high school. It's true. I do this all day, every day with everything. This is why me and my brother-in-law are can be insufferable because we both do that and then we <laughs> yeah. just we it's like tennis we just like hit it back and forth you know? yeah. uh yeah we haven't recorded in like a year yeah probably like a year there was it was like one episode somewhere in in the yeah after we watched the sopranos but other than that i simply yeah. did not feel like it did we say in that episode that we watched the whole thing on the projector because i brought that up the other day and that's like a really uh, funny fact no we didn't but now i can say that i stole that projector from my job <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, projector is kind of a life changer, man. Especially if like you either can't go to the movies, or like you just don't want to go to the movies. Yeah, it's so cool. Or you can't go to the movies because uh, a bunch of fucking idiots won't um, do anything helpful for everyone else. Yeah, but I also just like don't like the movie theaters. So I yeah, mean, I don't like um, being near other people. I yeah. Guess. I really hate this thing right now, which I don't know, maybe will be dated at some point soon, but like where every movie is like only in theaters because they're trying Mm -hmm. to juice box office, but it's like just sell fucking digital viewing. Yeah, because I've paid, I paid, um, remember I paid $20 to rent nobody? Yeah. And then I like bullied like four other people into watching it before (laughs) it expired. (laughs) But like I would pay movie ticket prices yeah i don't really think i feel like 20 dollars is fine or even like i know like fuck disney but like disney was charging like 30 dollars for people to watch like mulan and it's like well it costs about 30 dollars for two to three people to go to a movie theater so it's like well that's like okay and then eventually it gets bumped down to like whatever six dollar rental like we rented Mm -hmm. a movie the other night it was like six dollars but like if it's like opening month it costs like 20 30 dollars that's fine yeah. i'm willing to pay to like not to like watch it at home on the projector that you stole from work and yeah watch yeah. it on my stolen projector talk when i want to mm-hmm. pause um, probably not have pants on can't yeah. take your pants off in the movie theater pee when you want pee. eat what you want not have to fumble around in the fucking dark i don't have the spiritual connection to movie theaters that other people do 
Yeah. Me Some neither. people are like, oh, the movie theater experience. But like, Fuck I think that. I just like hate being around other people too much to care about it. Yeah, for sure. And I've said this many times, but like the only reason I used to go to the movie theater a lot was that when I was in high school, all my friends worked at the theater. So we'd go see movies for free, but it wasn't like special. It was just like yeah. something to do. And I've never liked the theater because people are so annoying. And yeah, it's just, it's well, only gotten worse since like smartphones you know yeah. proliferated that was like the end of it for me it's like okay yeah. we're done we're done now yeah i'll like never forget um being in um hereditary and that <laughs> one was like omg i'm in a scary movie i'm gonna <laughs> die and i was like yeah you're gonna fucking die idiot yeah that shit is just i just hate wild. knowing that um other people have like thoughts so like if i like hear somebody <laughs> reacting to something i'm like shut the fuck, fuck up you. yeah it's like literally a one in 200 chance that it's like funny or entertaining yeah and all the rest of the time it's just like oh i wish you would just stop whatever yeah. whatever you're doing and like the food thing always, always grossed me out like pre-pandemus high school yeah. <laughs> uh it, it super grossed me out hearing people eat i hate hearing people eat I don't even have that, the uh, nyctophobia. Misophonia. Misophonia? I don't know. It yeah. makes me so angry. I don't have that, but it's just like all the stuff they sell at the theater is just sounds awful. Yeah, like it's like, why don't you just candy. sell fucking sleeves of crackers? Yeah, popcorn, the candy rattling in the box. The yeah. like, oh, God. It's just, it's just like literally all the way. It's like, why don't, why don't you just like cotton candy? <laughs> something oh my God, quiet. cute. That'd be so fun. Just something quiet. It would probably be too sticky. Yeah. I mean, because even like, I guess like hot dogs are okay. That's not a particularly like, <laughs> That's loud That's a soft, food. quiet food. Yeah. And they sell, they sell hot dogs. But then they also sell like nachos, which is like the loudest <laughs> yeah. food. And what else do they sell? I wonder sell? if they'd give you a hot dog with uh, nacho sauce on it. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm really nauseated. That so you're trying help. to trying to make yourself throw up before the yeah. end of the episode. <laughs> Let's get the, the little meter going above your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like slowly filling. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I went back on my medication. Mm -hmm. The last six months I've been... Uh, if it were legal here, I would have been microdosing mushrooms mm -hmm. uh, every three days as I weaned off my antidepressants. Um, and then everything um, became too much to bear. <laughs> I, I actually had to think, I didn't really understand what you're saying, but now I get it. Yeah, yeah. you definitely didn't microdose mushrooms instead of your meds. That yeah. You didn't do that. I didn't do that because it's literally illegal. And then you didn't decide to go back on your meds because everything was too bad. You've just been taking your meds this whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. I don't get it. But the point is, I'm nauseous because of Lexapro. Yeah. And I feel really sweaty and hot. Sure. But it's fine. It'll level out in uh, three weeks. Yeah. That's like so long. Yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we've just been watching a lot of television. Yeah, we've we've had some movies in there, but it's definitely been been TV time. I'm trying to maintain a letterbox, but I've only watched like maybe like six or seven movies since beginning of the year. Sure. But I mean, like, we're not that far into the year. Yeah, that's true. I just feel that's like COVID like a, almost, has fucked my attention span. Sure. I just want to cycle in and out of the same four apps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't can't expect me to watch a movie. 
yeah it's i don't know it is like harder to do everything so whenever i'm like even the slightest bit busy it's just like it's like hard to handle yeah and we've been busy this year i'd say since like the beginning of the year yeah pretty much yeah that's true yeah i don't know we've been really busy i don't know and it's just it, i don't even know if that's true but it feels like it, it is. i hate being busy yeah it's it's cool though it means you're like doing stuff like you know you're talking to someone and they're like oh wow you do stuff and it's like yeah you know what i do yeah. do stuff and that's cool i know like my new coworkers are at the point where like like i came in this morning and someone was like did you get any work on your project done because all i'm doing is my like uh my show yeah shout out to spit take artists in residence monica coleslaw <laughs> Uh, working on a series of internet updates leading up to a live show in may so yeah that's cool i'm literally uh famous now yeah oh my god i'm gonna freaking remember when i was like i'm gonna egot minneapolis yeah you basically well, i live did. in st paul now so <laughs> i gotta start over <laughs> uh but yeah i just like write my little show and that's all i do but it makes me feel really busy because i'm depressed i told uh Ollie's sister yesterday that um the level of depression that I have right now feels like the scene in Kill I think I told you this too in Kill Bill 2 where she's in she escapes the hospital and she's in the back of like the pussy wagon uh-huh. and she like just wiped out that guy and she's like staring at her feet of course and um there's close up of her feet of course <laughs> and like she's like wiggle your big toe and you're like she's trying to like get herself to move that's how i feel um all the time sure so even like working on something for like two or three hours makes it feel like um a small eternity yeah i get that i mean that's yeah that's basically how i feel i just feel like snowed under every fucking day (laughs) yeah every sunday night i start crying about how i'll work until i die and i've never done anything important (laughs) (laughs) yeah it rocks ollie loves it no i don't <laughs> when it's i was like really should i go back on my medication he was like um <laughs> like yes. well i mean i can't answer that for no, you I I t- that's what i said i said i can't answer that for you but it doesn't seem like you're doing better off it yeah i just i feel like a lot of people are in like serious like brain danger zone right now like i'm yeah. for sure in the danger zone yeah yeah i mean i don't yeah like not to the extent like i would never like hurt myself but i would like hurt somebody else hurt somebody else like i want to fucking like body the children that live underneath us well they're punt them into the fucking ocean it is kind of ridiculous living conditions yeah we have some trouble downstairs neighbors i don't think we should get into it because we'll we'll just not talk about anything else we won't but we won't we won't i'm just yeah we'll just put it we'll just leave it at that let's just say if i had a 12 year old who was built like a fucking brick shit house i wouldn't let her (laughs) run up and down the length of the fucking apartment all day well, maybe she's practicing for the football team. I don't maybe she know. is. Maybe she is. Girl power. Go, I hope go she for her. <laughs> is football co-ed yet? Are we that? Are we there? No, yet? no, okay. no. Girls don't want that. Ew. Well, once like once, <sighs> once every blood moon. <laughs> Just kidding. Like from Zelda. Yeah. Um. <laughs> ever heard of it <laughs> zelda yeah i've heard of zelda yeah uh no like once once every 
couple years, it's like, this girl's breaking all the barriers. She kicked her football through the glass ceiling. She's on the high school football team. It's like, yeah. mm, I wouldn't want that for myself. Yeah. I mean, I just don't get it. I didn't do sports and I don't get it. So anytime there's stories about sports, I like try and I try and keep up with what's going on. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't, why would any kids want to play sports? you know <laughs> wait why would they want to play sports yeah, yeah i know I no, you know what i mean it's not it, like, it's it's not like a it's not like an annoying nerd like i don't get sports like take yeah. it's just like i like i understand sports i like some sports but like when i was in high school the thought of playing a sport would have like was like the worst thing i could think of besides yeah. like going home and being around my family yeah i remember just <laughs> being like so fucking anxious during like pe where like we would play like softball and they would like um stick me in the outfield and i would just be like oh fuck hoping that any of the fucking hulk farm kids that i had class with like wouldn't hit the ball towards me sure absolute fucking worst yeah. and it's like so embarrassing everybody just looks at you and watches you fuck up and then you don't want to take a shower because so you don't want to get naked in front of everyone else. And then everybody thinks you stink all day. But you don't actually stink all day because you didn't work hard enough in PE. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what everyone else is going through. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, we were going to talk about Dexter. Okay. Because we watched, what, 10 seasons of Dexter? Yeah. That would be including the reboot. Yeah, or nine, I think. Yeah, nine, nine or ten, somewhere in it's there. It's a lot. We watched a lot of Dexter. We watched like 3,000 hours of Dexter. Uh, Yeah, I did legit. Did I tell you I did the math and I played like 400 hours of FromSoft games last year? Wow. It's, I'm not, it's like so fucked up. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that I've crazy? only played like 70 hours of Stardew Valley. <laughs> what? Why are you but, laughing? No, it's just funny. I mean, but that was like all I played last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, I don't think that's accurate because you have it on three platforms. You'd have to go do all the hour counts. I'd have to add them all out. Yeah. And when you figure in the time I spend, like, Googling recipes and, like, figuring out which presents are uh, best for which people, yeah. it's probably, like, a thousand hours. Yeah. I mean. If yeah. it's, like, if they, some well, someday we'll probably be able to do this, but if they were to calculate the hours I spend thinking about Stardew Valley, it would be, like, through the freaking roof. Yeah, same. Yeah, like right now I'm just thinking about Elden Ring. Yeah. Every day I've been asking Ali if he's found the Elden Ring yet. Still Every day I'm like, it. oh, did you find the Elden Ring? <laughs> it is, you know, it is a lot like Breath of the Wild where you just toodle. Yeah. And I've been toodling a lot. I just toodle around on my little horse, my dumb little horse, and I just love it. I just eat it up. Eat it oh, I spoon. need to get a horse and start a valley. I'm sick of walking everywhere. Oh, you can ride a horse? Yeah, That's I have to cool. buy like a stable though. Yeah. And like I just upgraded my house and it was like so expensive. Damn. I know. I got to put better shit in my greenhouse. Bring in the bucks. Nice. Get, get another pig because the pigs find truffles. Nice. This is what I mean about uh, my attention span these days. Yeah. Dexter. Dexter. <laughs> so we watched all of Dexter, which is a show that you and Cole have both been telling me to watch. You'd already yeah. seen it. Well, I had not seen the full thing i watched oh, up okay. until the fourth season which is the trinity killer season and john lithgow was a villain on that season and it was so fucking scary and it scared me so bad like truly like shook me to my core and i was like i'm just gonna stop watching this because nothing will be better than this and the season after that the other like lead was julia styles and i don't like julia styles so i never watched it <laughs> 
I like jump ship after the fourth season. <laughs> it's good though. Yeah, the whole series is is good. Yeah, well, because we watched it like, mm, probably like over the holidays. Yeah, like sometime in the winter. Um, and it was just kind of like, because I feel like COVID, like watching behavior, you have like one big show that you're watching, and then a bunch of like little shows. Sure, you know, and like movies you want to see. But we took on Dexter, which was like truly an undertaking. Yeah. Probably the greatest accomplishment <laughs> for me in uh, 2021. Um, just kidding. So sad. Um, but I got Ali into it, uh, which is like kind of surprising because I thought you would hate it because it's really fucking cheesy. Yeah, it's really good, though. Yeah. Michael C. Hall is like incredible. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch Six Feet Under now. Yeah, for sure. My sister texted me and she was like, I'm watching this mini series called Harlan Coben's Safe and Dexter's on it. And I was like, yeah, I watched it like freaking like four years ago when it came out. Wow. He rocks. You showed her. I did show her. I was like, how you feel now? Little bitch, little <laughs> bitch baby. Telling me to watch a TV show I've already seen. I should have uh, told her the ending. <laughs> you want to know how it ends? You want to know how it ends? Um, yeah, Dexter is, is awesome though. It is like, it's pretty dumb and it's pretty corny, but it's like really yeah. good. And I was saying it's like, it's very of its era. And like, yeah. I, I feel like when you're watching it, you're constantly reminded that it started in like the 2000s. Yeah. Cause it, it like some of the shit they say is like foul. Yeah. It's very un, uh, PC. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I don't, I'm figuring like everybody like knows the premise of Dexter, but if you don't, he's like a serial killer that kills serial killers. And he was, uh, b- what is it? Born from blood. Yeah. Like a little baby blood Phoenix. <laughs> um, yeah. his mom was like murdered on a, a shipping in a shipping container. Right. And then the cop found him a crying baby in his mother's blood and then the cop somehow became his father yeah which is crazy could you do that in like the 70s just, just like take find a baby, a baby and you're like this baby's mine now he probably pulled some strings that's crazy he was like a everyone liked him kind of cop my si- or all not the other my cops liked him he's <laughs> like can I, hey, can I have can this I, baby mind if I take this baby and they're like yeah Steve sure <laughs> I, we all owe you one. You ha- hey hey, have fun with it. <laughs> I want that's that's interesting. I wonder if you're a cop. You, you as a police officer, you can probably just take a baby. Yeah. Um, my grandma gave her first child away to her best friend. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my aunt, who uh, is a Trump supporter now. She's the person who gave me all my Harry Potter books. Nice. Probably still rocking that. Yeah. yeah. God forbid. You're um, a wizard, Harry. Yeah. There are the people that let me fall in a river at that <laughs> birthday party. I fell in a river at a birthday party. Cool. <laughs> it's not cool, actually. Uh, anywho. Um, 
So we watched uh, a thousand seasons of Dexter. He's a serial killer who kills serial killers. And his whole thing is he has like this code that he lives by and his dad taught him this code. So his dad like realized when Dexter was very young that he had the urge to kill. And instead of sending him to therapy or like figuring out ways that he like wouldn't want to fucking kill things and like people, um, Harry, his dad just teaches him a code that's like oh if this person does like this thing then you can kill them if they're like bad enough you can kill them but like my issue with dexter is kind of like who made you the boss yeah you know and he does kill legitimately bad people yeah that's but the whole it's still thing. just kind of like what the fuck he he just only kills people who are guilty of something and got yeah. away but then like the whole tension of the show is that he's not a good person Like, he thinks he's a good person because his dad taught him this thing and he does it. And he's like, well, if I stick to the code, I'm not doing anything wrong. But then he, like, you know, impedes police investigations. And he causes a bunch of problems for people involved in these situations. Mm -hmm. And and then eventually he starts to interrogate, like, oh, like, why? Because he has all these rituals that he does. And they're clearly, like not part of the code they're like he's a serial killer and yeah. he likes killing people like he when so he like uh shoots people with uh ketamine yeah in the reboot it's ketamine i don't know what it is in it the, was something else but it's the same thing um yeah. and he like knocks him out and then like sets up a kill room with like plastic tarp sodium pentothal oh yeah <laughs> they say it so many times uh and then he um, ties people to the table with saran wrap, which I've, I've been like a little bit curious about. But I guess if you wrap it enough, it's probably fine. Yeah. But he like wraps them to the table, and then he like wakes them up, and with uh, smelling salts every time. I'm also like when we wa- were when we were watching it, I was thinking like. Uh, where does he go to like buy all that stuff and like if you were like the cashier wouldn't you be like well this guy is buying like 12 rolls of like plastic sheeting every like two weeks yeah I don't know whatever Um, it's just funny because it's like like sure it's a plot hole whatever but it's like a specific plot hole that a lot of other movies and TV shows address like there's so many movies or TV shows where there's like a scene of them buying stuff to dispose of yeah. a body and being like nervous and all that yeah. shit or like someone getting caught because they're on security camera like mm-hmm. buying all that shit and then Dexter yeah, they're just like Dexter. don't worry about it have a good day sir <laughs> enjoy all that plastic sheeting welcome to I Miami won't. I don't have feelings <laughs> oh yeah also uh, Dexter doesn't have feelings it's like fucking lame well it's it's weird cause like he's he's all fucked up right and so yeah. like at this time there was not like language to address it so they're just like He's all fucked up. And Dexter's like, I don't have feelings. I'm so fucked up. But then, like... And then, like... Over time, he does, like, realize that he has feelings, and he's just, like, a weirdo. Well, yeah, because, like, he gets married, and, uh-huh. like, he cares about Rita, and he has kids, and he has stepkids, and he cares about all those kids. Mm-hmm. Hungry is a feeling. He's always <laughs> got a fucking donut in his hand. Pig. <laughs> It's just Dexter's fun. a cop, by the way. <laughs> He's a crime scene analyst. Yeah. Yeah. Blood's better analy- analyst. Yeah. analysis. Wow, you really hit that. <laughs> 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 no, it is. It is funny though that like they. 
I don't know. That's something that's interesting watching it. Another thing that kind of dates it is that, like, I feel like if the show was made now, they would probably talk about how he's, like, on the autism spectrum or something. Yeah. But, like, at that time, I don't know. It's just, like, what that wasn't a conversation. I mean, like, people knew what, like, autism was, but it wasn't really, like, that kind of thing that people would talk about or put into, like, a fictional work. Mm -hmm. So, instead, I feel like they just kind of write him to just initially just be kind of, like, a delusional loner who eventually, like, opens up to other people and he becomes, like, more, I guess, like, normal, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was an interesting wrinkle. the thing is, is that he's just faking normal because yeah. he can't shake his dark passenger. <laughs> oh god. The dark passenger. Oh, I was saying so the kill room they're strapped to the table and like so that's all fine cuz that's just practical. But then he uh like hangs up photos of the person's victim victims. Uh-huh. Um which I like I get it, but that's like a little crazy. Is a little too family fun magazine for me. Um, he like does a collage for every person he kills, and it's like so much printer ink. And it's like, are you printing those at work? Because like sometimes he has like crime scene photos hanging up. Um, so that's like the one thing that like is definitely servicing him. And then the other thing is when he wakes somebody up and he's like, "Look at what you did! Like, don't you remember Sally?" And like they're like, oh, "I didn't do it, man. Fuck you." He like bonks people on the head yeah he's like flicking him in the forehead he flicks people in the forehead it's so weird well sometimes it's like just like a little like slap Uh uh-huh it's It's weird yeah and then you're like oh or like sometimes he does a thing where he like pushes on their head and then like shoves them a little bit well that's the thing about dexter is it's easy to say that like oh it's just like kind of dumb but then it's actually like not dumb. It's actually like a very intelligent show. Yeah. And like, I feel like his character arc is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Michael C. Hall is a really good actor. And Dexter's character arc is really, really good because they start out with, they put you very deep in his perspective because like he narrates the whole show. Yeah. Um, and so they put you very deep in his perspective. You're, you're basically seeing everything through his eyes as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And then as the show goes on, they slowly pull further and further back. And so those, all those little details start to become like red flags. Yeah. And you realize that like, yeah, like Dexter is a villain. Like yeah. he's not there a good guy. There was definitely guy. a point where I was like, wait, Dexter's also a killer. <laughs> yeah, and people that's the funny thing is like people say that to him constantly throughout the whole show, but like in the early days of the show, it doesn't really register because you're still kind of on his side. Yeah. But the longer it goes on, the more you're like, oh yeah, Dexter's like a bad person. Like he goes yeah. around murdering people. And like, especially as the show goes on, they like there's basically always like a tension between him and the cops. He's always like dodgy in the and cops. And him and his sister. Yeah, who's a cop. She's DTF. <laughs> well okay that's something else though yeah um but there's always tension between like him and the police and like initially he's like i'm working around the police like he's using the insider info he has to mm-hmm. take people down but he's like you know he's sort of working around it he's picking people that they have missed or that they're not going to be able to build a case against he's killing them as the show goes on more and more he's going like head to head with the cops and he's racing against the yeah. cops and he's fucking up their investigations in ways that are leading to more like collateral damage like innocent people dying yeah like his coworkers are all dying and like his yeah. sister finds out and like 
But it's just crazy because he doesn't change his behavior at all. Yeah. He's like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's next? And yeah. that's like, I think that's when you realize. By the end, you're realize. like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like a piece of shit. Basically. And it has one of the, probably one of the worst endings I've ever seen. It has two of the worst endings. Yeah. Because the original series has a terrible ending. And then they did a reboot season that just came out this year. Terrible ending. So Almost we're just gonna, as bad. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Because that show's been off the air for like 10 years. Okay. So, at the end of Dexter, original Dexter. OG Dex. Uh, I just thought of, uh, what's that Offspring song? Original Prankster. Oh, called? yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> guy's original name is Dexter. Dex. Oh, my God. Freaky. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you know he has a degree in molecular biology? Yeah, and he has a hot sauce company, too. Oh Somehow, all these things make him worse. Yeah, he's horrible. <laughs> my friends get a And he hates that bitch. I remember being like, yeah, this song rocks. I yeah. feel bad. <laughs> I do hate her. <laughs> God. Um, Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah. What was that? Uh, a freaking... A bangal. That was... Oh, God, that album was annoying. It had that other song on it that was, like, a ripoff. Of that Beatles song? I don't know. Some of that, I don't, don't, don't want to work the job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That song. The Offspring made me um, feel so sick. You know that feeling you get when you're a kid, when you see see or hear something that you know is like too adult for you, and you like know it's <laughs> bad, and you don't know why, and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm going to fucking barf. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, why did the offspring give you that? I don't know. They just like made me sick. I love the offspring when I was a kid. I just felt like I shouldn't have been listening to it. Yeah, that's probably true. I just made, I just went like, and I remembered that person who was like, Monica sounds like she's chewing oh, gum when she talks. Uh, anyway, while well, I'm spiraling. I hope that person's doing well. I hope they're not. Um, the end of Dexter is he, so Deb is his sister who also is in love with him because they're not like blood siblings because again, Dexter was found, um, he was, uh, born in blood in a shipping container. Uh So they're not actually related. So it's fine. They're technically like, well, no, they're not step siblings. Um, anyway, oh, there I go again. Uh, but Deb dies because someone shoots her and Uh she's in the hospital. Dexter pulls, there's like a hurricane coming because they live in Florida, in Miami, Florida. And Deb is on like life support. (laughs) Dexter like goes and like pulls the plug on, (laughs) pulls the plug on Deb. Sorry, it's so funny. Do you want me to finish this? No, he pulls the plug on Deb, and then he picks her up, and he carries her... Fuck, he carries her onto his boat, which his boat is called Slice of Life, isn't it? Oh, it's not Stugatz? Oh, that's Sopranos. Yeah. Isn't it called Slice of Life? I think so. I don't know. It's some, like, cutting joke. But, like, so he takes her onto his boat, and then just, like, drives out a little bit, and, like just dumps her in the fucking ocean which is like so rude i thought because she finds out that he's a serial killer and she like covers for him and she's still very like wanting to uh uphold whatever uh police thing honor you know what i mean she's like 
she thinks i mean she thinks it's wrong that he's a serial killer and she feels right. bad for not she's turning a, him in she like loves being a cop yeah i don't understand that she's so like, i don't know how to uh, describe well, it okay you really <laughs> skipped the biggest thing here which is that deb is the most annoying tv character oh, yeah, of all time that's true deb is a walking nightmare everything yeah. she does and says will make you want to crawl out of your own skin yeah that's true she has like a funny a quote-unquote funny quirk where she just like cusses so much that oh, it's yeah. nonsensical like she'll just be like this is a fucking shit balls up fuck dick yeah. it makes like no it's sense so dumb and it's, it's like, like i would dude, just love to s- stab i yeah. literally mean like every like her facial expressions the way she talks every yeah. choice she makes sometimes she talks dialogue. out of the corner of her mouth she always She's is talking like, out of the corner of her mouth mm, thanks for bringing in donuts dicks at one point she like, gets like a really you. dumb haircut and it's like the most all infuriating of her haircuts thing. are dumb yeah but she gets one like extra dumb one the one where she's like she like snaps back after yeah almost getting married to her brother's brother yeah 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 her stella got her groove back haircut it's dude she's the fucking worst so she dies and you feel bad because you're just like well i didn't want her to die i feel like she at least deserved like a funeral yeah but then he just straight up dumps her off a boat and drives into a hurricane he drives into the fucking hurricane and and survives and then everybody's like well he's gone and then the last scene of the original run is him with like a huge beard and Uh he's like a lumberjack yeah it's pretty good it's so funny yeah it was like it was a pretty terrible ending it's like a notoriously bad yeah everyone like like hated it everyone hates it people still bring it up but i will say that like i know at least a couple people i've talked to like didn't watch the last season because the ending i think that's a mistake because the last season is good yeah that episode aside it's like a good why wouldn't you what why would you watch everything but the last season I can, I you know. know what I would do that with, though? Um, X-Files. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you hear people say enough that it's like, it's horrible, you're just like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. Because, like, the last season of X-Files is legit, like, some of the worst TV ever made. Yeah. It's, like, unwatchable, basically. That's true. So, the last um, episode of X-Files makes the last episode of Dexter look like a Is that the one that's, like, Law and Order? Yeah, it's like a it's clip, like a clip show, show trial episode. Oh my god, how annoying. And then it has that weird like ending where it's like an action thing for some reason and they kill the smoky man by shooting a missile at him. He's like on a mountain, he has long hair. Do you remember this? I barely. It's so weird, dude. It's like, yeah. It was just like too shitty. It's so cracked out. <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like, you know, in Dreamcatcher where there's like the library in his head where like the person is like yeah. running around with like a dolly of like file boxes uh-huh that's like me filing away the x-files finale <laughs> <laughs> it really was like that <laughs> it really was a nightmare especially because like we watched the whole series yeah and we watched all the lore episodes in order yeah, and they like all get they drop like every storyline yeah, it's really weird. There's like three story arcs, and the end of each storyline is them just dropping it and starting They're something gone. else. Yeah, <laughs> we it was missed so them. weird. And like even like the well, the crazy thing too is that a lot of people don't watch like anything after Mulder left. But like the I totally forgot that he left. That's how much I care about that. Yeah, the episodes with um, Robert Patrick and um, Monica Reyes. 
No, no, no. Okay, because I hate her. The ones where it's like him and Scully are good. Yeah. Um, Robert the, Patrick rocks. Yeah, season eight is just those two pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's like really good. Season eight is awesome. The The finale of season eight is one of the best episodes of TV yeah. I've ever seen. And then season nine just picks up and it's just like immediate trash. It's yeah, so... I, I really wonder what happened. Something must have happened. Something fucked up like behind the scenes. Because like oh my God. season eight is so good. The last episode's so yeah. good. They tee it up and then they just fumble it so hard. Yeah, I don't know. This is what I mean about my attention span. Well, we're just talking about TV. Look what I did to us. We're just talking about TV. It's all TV. Oh my god! If you like X Files, you probably like Dexter. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine. Um, a thing I see on Twitter a lot is like, uh, because I follow a lot of like horror authors, so I see a lot of like kind of stupid shit. Um, but like somebody's always like. Is it bad to watch just the Monster of the Week episodes of X-Files? Sue me. And it's like, no, it's not. Who fucking cares? Who cares? Who fucking cares? We all have like TV tans right now. Nobody <laughs> gives a shit. Stupid. <laughs> You're uh, mad about that? <laughs> I am mad. I, I like take Twitter off my phone like every like three days I don't or think, something. I don't think anyone should be on Twitter. Cause like, it's bad. It's like rancid. I'm not on Twitter. I basically made placeholder accounts and I check them like email. I literally yeah. just look to see if I have any DMs or mentions. Yeah. And if I do, I'll go like whatever respond. But uh, everyone I know who's on Twitter a lot is just angry all the time. And they're so disturbed by what they see on Twitter that they have to go and tell everybody else. And like I literally just the other day finally snapped and told someone, I was like, stop sending me Twitter shit. I can't cool. deal. Well, okay, tell me later. Yeah. I was just like, stop sending me Twitter shit. Like I'm not on Twitter for a reason, but it's like everyone who is is just like, I saw the craziest thing. And it's like, of course you did. They made an app where people can put whatever random fucking thoughts in yeah. their head online at all times. Do you know what that would look like if I really engage with that? It would be a nightmare. It would be yeah. a fucking nightmare. I'd be in jail. Straight fucking up, dude. Mm, I don't know if you'd be in jail. I would be in jail. Okay. There's a nonstop monologue, dude. It's fucked. Really? It's like Dexter. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Do you not have an inner monologue? Um, I don't know. Well, is an inner inner monologue just thinking? No, like like there is kind of like a voice like in your head. Like it's structured uh, like I don't know. I kinda, maybe a song. Are I'm you always singing like, a song here? <laughs> yeah, I'm always singing the song. It's like I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown. Gonna have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> That's your inner monologue. Yeah. You just sing it. I knew that about you. Oh yeah, and it's a little monkey riding a tricycle. Yeah. Mine is Michael C. Hall talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was mine. No, I'm always singing something really mean. It sucks. That's what I mean. It's like, if you think like the people who are on Twitter a lot too, I think are just really like boring asses. So like they're putting all these thoughts out there, but it's all like real, like vanilla ass shit. Like if you or I really engage with, that's what I'm saying. We'd be in jail. Cause you're always thinking something really crazy. And you're just like, you know what we should do? Yeah. (laughs) We should do this. And then people would be like, you know, just like, yeah bamming down the door (laughs) i know i well yeah so i've been like writing my show and like writing my updates and like all at one time and like it's so stressful to like be thinking like is this funny like will this be funny to other people 
And then I like go on Twitter and somebody's like, gorgeous, gorgeous girls all love free healthcare. And it's like five million likes. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Even, like the popular <laughs> jokes on Twitter will be like, what if milk? Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 million. Yeah. It's like, what? Like this, this shit isn't even fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Like come the fuck on. It's just, yeah, it's stressful. Dude, Donut is like... He's wildin'. Buckin'. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's trying to catch a moth. Hell yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? What home? was that? It's Donut. He was oh. slamming into the furniture, dude. Jesus. He's like listening to... house is full of moths. He's listening to System of a Down over there. It's <laughs> oh, like cute. He would. Uh, the Dexter reboot, though. It was good. I liked it. It had Clancy Brown, who I love. I love Clancy Brown. Yeah, he's the man. He's the best. He was on Carnival. Carnivale. Yeah, just Carnival. He was in uh, Highlander. He's in Highlander. He was in the Mortuary Collection. That was great. That was a really good movie. That's like a horror anthology movie that I think we watched on Shudder. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, he He rocks. was on a show with the lady cop from the first season of uh, Fargo that I watched a couple episodes of. It was pretty good. Nice. But then I forgot what it was called and I couldn't find it again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he's the villain in that season. Such a good pick. And Well, yeah, because he's like scary. Just like, I think he's scary. Yeah, he's super scary. He's really tall. He's like eight feet tall or something. Yeah. Well, and he's like a real inspired pick. Like john lithgow because you know he could play like a nice guy but he could also play a villain and then he plays both and yeah he like kind of flip-flops so sometimes he's like a nice guy and you're like oh and then he's like oh actually i'm a serial killer yeah reboot was cool though dexter's like living in like what like iron lake like upstate new york or something yeah just a little town he works at a sporting goods store Mm mm-hmm um, he's dating the sheriff. His name is John. Is it John Lindsay? I think so. Well, his whatever his name is on the reboot is, uh, I think it's a spin on Jeff Lindsay, who wrote the books. Oh. Um, but then uh, Harrison comes back. His son. Yeah. Who he left and in he's Argentina. A little- prick and he's horrible he's the worst the absolute worst and dexter's trying to get a read on him to see if he also has a dark passenger which is what dexter calls his urge to kill by the way yeah his dark passenger we love that oh it's really funny um but probably my favorite part of the dexter reboot well i have a couple favorite parts uh number one is when you like watch the first episode and it's like very quiet and then you realize, like, oh, there's no voiceover. What the fuck? And I was like, oh, it sucks. And then, like, Dexter, like, wants to, like, kill someone. And then the voiceover comes in. And I was, like, hollering. We I was the most yelling. excited I'd ever yeah. been. It was so exciting. It was well, so good. The cool thing about the reboot, I think it's, like, a really good reboot because it definitely modernizes the show. Like, yeah. it, it looks much better. The art direction and everything is like way better than the original show. It looks nice. It looks That's new. That's not there to throw around the R word every five minutes. <laughs> True. Uh, but she is on it though, which is yeah, annoying. She's like his force ghost. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah like they modernized a lot about it but then like they also kept a lot of things from the original show so like yeah dexter still has a monologue and like dexter's still awkward as fuck and weird there's still like weird annoying characters who you hate so like instead of deb this season has harrison yeah uh who's very annoying and i've never been like like watching a show and like by like the second episode i'm like kill that kid yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure but i just thought it was cool because it's like yeah like dexter should be a little bit frustrating and like a little bit bad and like they kind of like they did it while also making something that's like very nice like it felt Mm -hmm. almost like prestige tv but it was like very dexter yeah it was sick i think that's like a great way to do a reboot because like you know, I feel like over the years, the like gritty reboot has become the standard where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we made everything cool and dark. And it's like, no. Welcome to Bel Air. <laughs> okay. I can't even deal with that. <laughs> I'm just pretending that that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, but like, it did. <laughs> I don't know. I like that they kept it Dexter. Yeah. He's always cooking a lot of ham. Okay. His. Yeah, he's still obsessed oh, with breakfast. Oh, the eating on that show is horrific. Yeah, because they're like... They eat like they've never been fed. Well, they're... Because Dexter is always like a... Gro- kind of a gross eater. Yeah. Like, kind of? Well, yeah. Well, he does like the... I don't know if it's like supposed to be part of his character or what, but like uh, he does the TV thing where like someone takes like a reasonable bite and then like chews like it's like the biggest thing in the world and it makes me <laughs> want to fucking puke. But so they were like, well, wouldn't it be fun and quirky if his son also did that? And he eats like a little pig. But he's worse. He's much yeah, worse. So like he's mean and he's stupid. And there's all these scenes of the two of them where he's like, you want some breakfast? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. And he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> go where, idiot? Are you walking to school? He just wanders around without a jacket on for like he's most so of the He's so dumb. <laughs> I've never wanted to fucking punch a person in the face yeah, so bad. He sucks. But I, I do, th- you know, I think he's integral to the experience. It yeah. wouldn't be Dexter without that yeah, kind of true. character. Well, yeah, because Dexter's also just like, uh, there's, there. I mean, like, there's a point where you think that Dexter's going to kill Harrison for sure. Um, but then he doesn't. And Harrison kills him. I guess, like, in the abstract, I'm not mad that Dexter died. I think that's fine. Yeah. I'm not mad that in the abstract, <laughs> Harrison killed Dexter. Yeah. I am just annoyed with the way it plays out in the show yeah. and with how fucking annoying they made Harrison yeah. and the way that they frame like him leaving. Like he's like like fly away little bird. Yeah. Play a little Father John Misty song yeah. as you drive away. Yeah. And it's just like no, it's like you I don't hate actually, him. Yeah, like you're like the literal worst and you're just gonna go be a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I, asshole. I, yeah so it was like it was frustrating but it was also like you know it was like I mean that's what was gonna I mean Dexter was gonna die yeah there was not gonna be a season a next season you I know? know it just like would have been like nice they could have become like a father son killing duo or something yeah cause that was their plan yeah their plan is to do that and then at the last minute Harrison's like for some dumb reason is like yeah. actually I'm gonna shoot you. I know, and like I don't know why the cop woman was like, "Run, get as far away as you can." It's like why? Why yeah. couldn't he just stay? There? Or I guess his house burned down. 
you didn't actually yeah. have anywhere to live. It's kind of, you know, I don't know. It's just like kind of weak. Cause even like the whole last episode, like it starts with him like killing that cop. Yeah. In jail. Yeah. And that was like crazy. It's like out of nowhere. Well, yeah, because Dexter would never, I mean, like he was just killing against the code out of nowhere. That's what I was confused yeah. about. It was like in it was like the whole show was going was chugging along. They were tootling. Yeah. And then they got to the last episode and they just threw everything out the window. And they're like, okay, Dexter's unhinged. He's gonna do whatever to save save Harrison. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? I don't know. It it made no sense. But it was exactly like the end of the original show where yeah, that whole true. last episode, you're just like, What, what the, the fuck? fuck is happening? Yeah. I guess that's yeah. their style. Uh, the one part that I did think was really funny of the reboot was like this girl comes to town um, because the town also has a bunch of missing women um, like girls who have like run away from home and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, and this podcast host comes to town to do a story on like this guy who dies at the beginning and she's like so annoying. Yeah. It's a true crime podcast. And it's called Oh god. What's it called? Mary It's called Mary Fucking Kill, but it's spelled M E R R Y. It's Mary Fucking Kill like Mary what? Fucking Christmas. But like it's supposed No, I thought it was supposed to be like Mary Fuck Kill. Yeah, but it's spelled wrong. It's suppo- oh. She, oh, I see what you're saying. She says in the show it's supposed to be a pun or a play on f- fuck, Mary kill, or Mary fuck, yeah. kill, whatever you call that game. But she spells it weird, and it doesn't make sense as a pun anyway. Oh, it made me so mad. As someone who loves wor- like genius-level wordplay like Pandemus High School yeah. Football Rules. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Fuck, that's gonna be a thing. That's an intrusive thought for sure. <laughs> Enjoy that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like you know what? That's less like an intrusive thought, more like when you find a twenty in an old pair of pants. <laughs> that's some good shit, Brody. Uh, so the true crime podcast host, she's just like so fucking annoying and like so. S- She's just so stupid and like she dies and she doesn't deserve it. But her show is like fucking dumb and like the marketing for her show is like all like really cutesy and shit. And like it's just so fucking gross and it's also like very accurate, I feel. Yeah. Um we just read Devil House by John Darnielle. Uh-huh. Uh are we gonna do spoilers? for that book yeah well if you want to know what i <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't know why that was really i funny. lost my slipper uh what i usually do with the other show is that i just put i put off spoilers as long as i can okay and then i drop a spoiler right warning okay cool and if that interests you i mean that's what we used to do with with demon daddies too back in the day and then you were just like fuck you i was drunk (laughs) no even when you were sober well i think people did it for a while when you were sober i think people who get super upset about spoilers are like kind of stupid i i personally don't get it but i also have gotten enough hate mail in my life that i know it's better to just ignore it 
So yeah, that's true. Or I mean, not ignore it to just avoid it. Yeah. I mean, like I understand not wanting to have something ruined, but like, then don't like listen to something about it then. That's how I feel. I also like, so with the other show, <laughs> Zero Brightness, Yeah. Uh, which I think we can, I can just name now for various yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I cover a bunch of games where I'm like, I don't think, like, even if I think the storytelling is good, it's not a traditional narrative. And if it's not a traditional narrative, you're not, it's not like a whodunit. Yeah. I can't spoil it for you by just being like, oh, the killer is Colonel mm-hmm. Mustard. Yeah. Like, but people still then like the way that gamers have evolved is they think everything is a spoiler. It's yeah. Like if you tell me what boss is in this area, that's a spoiler. If you tell well, me this item, good it's a news. spoiler. They're not welcome here. <laughs> Turn around, Turn bright around. eyes. Walk away. Walk away. You grab Walk your, away, John. You put your code red in one hand and you're Doritos in the other and you oh. head in the opposite direction. I thought you were going to say your dick in the other. And your dick in the other. <laughs> code red in one hand, dick in the other. <laughs> That's I got a code red in one hand and a dick in the other. <laughs> uh, okay. So Devil House by John Darnielle. It's Great his book. New book. It's a guy from the Mountain Goats. Neither of us I like won't the get into the mountain goats. <laughs> mountain goats don't do it for me. But, but I love this guy's fucking books. He wrote Wolf and White Van, uh, which is about a guy who runs like a like a mail order uh, RPG game, and it fucking rocks. He wrote Universal Harvester, which is about a guy who works at a video store in Iowa and um, keeps finding like clips of like what's like basically like occult behavior on random like VHS tapes. I've read that book three times and I like so rarely reread books. I've even only ever read secret history ones. Wow. But I've read that book three times. That's crazy. It's so, it's so good. Uh, But then devil house came out like the last week of February. Um, And it fucking rocks. Yeah. It's about a true crime writer who is like researching these like killings that happened in this house that had basically been like decorated uh in like a satanic fashion if you will um and it like used to be like a porn store and like uh i don't know what you like actually call it where they have like the booths that you sit in and like you can like watch porn and like jerk off and then like leave yeah i actually don't don't know if there's like a formal name for that but like they had that in there too yeah it's like the the ones that people put next to truck stops yeah and this one's like that it's off it's like under a freeway Mm -hmm. overpass yeah Yeah. uh but like this kid like works there and then uh the guy who owns the business like uh can't afford his lease so he just like leaves all the shit there yeah um he like just wants the landlord to like deal with it um and then the kid ends up like going into the building after it's closed and like some of his friends come in and they start uh like basically like decorating it like if it were like i don't know like a satan party i guess they're like making like art with like uh making like collages of like porn and like cut paper stuff like a lot of like white out and sharpie um yeah they start stuff from the ceiling like building like little 
they start staging scenes. it like a satanic cult yeah. is doing stuff there. And they even made it look like a crime scene. Yeah. Before anyone died there, they put like, you know, the white marks on the floor. Yeah. And, and then they just put all this crazy occult shit all over the walls. Yeah. And like, yeah. The the structure of the way that they tell the story is really interesting because it's like a frame story mm-hmm. that follows the writer who's a true crime writer who's covering the story. Yeah. And then they kind of do this flashback to what was happening inside of the story of the murders. Like they tell you right at the beginning, it's like, okay, there's two murders here. Yeah. That happened here. It looks like they're staging this occult thing. And then they start telling you how it got that way and what happened. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps kind of cutting between those two things. And then another story that's about like the writer's previous book. Yeah. Like the book that like made him like famous. Yeah. And um, so you get about, like this woman that like kills a couple teenagers. Yeah. And so you're getting like the backstory of all these things, like around like the frame story yeah. of this dude. Yeah. It's super And it's like cool. not written in a way that's like confusing. Cause sometimes I feel like people can't really execute that. Yeah. Um, but I never had any question as to like who was like speaking yeah no i didn't think it was confusing except there is like a section towards the end that's written in (laughs) um like old english font yeah so it's written in old english which is fine it's not like so hardcore that you can't understand it but it's in this awful yeah it's in this awful bold gothic font And it's, like, so psycho. I was wearing contacts reading, and I hit that part, and I had to take them out. Yeah. I took, like, my full lunch break. I was so mad. Yeah, and it's, like, it's okay. It's not really the most crucial part of the book, so it really pissed me off. So you can actually probably skip it. Yeah. Unless you really want to try. I mean, the book is so good that I was, like, I'm going to read every part of it. But that, I was just, like, this is a mistake. Yeah. That's how I felt, too. And then I was, like. I can skip a couple pages. <laughs> and I, it made me feel um, illiterate. Like, it made me feel like I did not know how to read. Yeah, it's pretty brutal stuff. Uh, but yeah, just like the way he writes is like so fucking nuts. It's very like conversational, I feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got a very, he has a really good style. It is like straightforward and conversational, but it's also very artful. And yeah, and it's like not. I hate when I read a book and it's like, okay, you just sat with a thesaurus to write this book. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's he like writes some shit that can in that book that just like absolutely like gutted me and just like simple like plain yeah description. In this book, so I haven't read his other books, but I want to now because this book was so good. But like one thing that's interesting about this book, in terms like in terms of a writing device, is that it's all from the perspective of the true crime author yeah i know something like i didn't pick up on right away but then like like when he's when you're like reading the parts about the kids or you're reading the part about the woman who he wrote about in his first Mm -hmm. book like it's all in the third person so he's saying like you went home and did this and this you went you know and like that was really interesting so when i picked up on that i'm like oh that's actually why this has that particular feel Cause it's all from this dude's perspective yeah. and that's why it's in such like simple direct language because it's almost like he's telling you his thoughts and it's almost like to me, there's like almost the insinuation that if you read his writing, it would be a very different style Yeah, and you might not like it. Like you might hate it cause he's an asshole mm-hmm. and especially like me, I don't like true crime. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh, that's like so interesting. Cause like you're not reading his writing 
and even at the end there's they kind of straight up tell you that the book he's working on is like psychotic and makes no sense yeah but you're not you're just like reading his thoughts on the page which yeah. is like such an interesting way to to write a book uh okay there's gonna be some spoilers i would say yeah. spoilers from here on out because everything else i want to talk about it is like a spoiler yeah just go read go read a book and then we'll put some music here like elevator music oh okay you can keep talking i'm just counting it out are you counting in your mind how long is this what okay so now we're back and it's spoilers (laughs) okay do you really put a break in that's like that long (laughs) not always but i thought that'd be funny crazy um okay so i used to be really into my favorite murder when it first came out in true crime in general you had a true crime phase well i was always into true crime like when i was a kid because we would watch like uh forensic files and like all those shit did you just laugh in forensic files no the story have you not seen the episode where (laughs) it's the story you always tell about your grandma oh about homicide life on the streets yeah yeah well here's the deal I was very small and watching Homicide Life on the Streets with my grandma. <laughs> and also, As full disclosure, full disclosure, I've heard the story a million times, and I don't know what Homicide Life on the Streets is, and I've never it's known like, what that well, is. Well, it was like so good, you can't even stream it anymore. It's like it's like folklore. <laughs> it was so good. They, no one will buy it. It's too expensive. Somewhere, nobody a, can get the rights to it. At the top of a tower, a guy in a suit smoking a cigar was like, He's "Homicide life on, the streets. life on the streets." It's too powerful. Hit the delete button. It was fucking good, bro. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. I thought I was gonna make it through this whole damn episode without googling anything. Homicide. Life on the Street American Drama Series. We're dropping more music here. Um, okay. Uh, so the main guy on it, I think, is the chief on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is weird. That is weird. Um, all these old men are on it. So it's not like... See that old guy? Oh, yeah. Classic old guy. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a drama. It's not like America's Most Wanted. No, or no, no. Okay, it's like okay. a Law and Order style. Okay. I didn't know that. It's just like... Yeah, I didn't know that. You know? I don't know. Uh, okay, 1993. So I would have been... Five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, it did run for seven seasons, though. So maybe I was older. Well, anyway, there's a girl walking down about my age. She was probably about my age, so she was probably about five. And she's like, <laughs> no, she's like older. Um, but she's like in whatever. It's probably set in New York. Um, but she's like walking down the alley with groceries. And then this guy like snatches her into the alley. And the next shot is like her milk spilling and like her oranges spilling everywhere. And my grandma was just like, see, that's what happens. And I was like, excuse me, ma'am? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what happened? (laughs) What what prompted this behavior? (laughs) What did she do? I need to not do it. Yeah. um, And then, so like my whole life, I've just been like, okay, so what? I could be like in my apartment and a man will climb through the window and slit my throat. And so like, I think, like, I think that, women tend to be more interested in true crime just because we want to know all the different ways that men are trying to kill us. Uh, Which is why, like, when P. 
people start getting like super critical about true crime like which i do understand there's also like usually like pretty i feel like pretty heavily like misogynistic undertones to conversation um and i think that that's why i liked uh double house so much because it was like basically like an examination of like the genre and like the interest that wasn't like condescending yeah a lot of it gets really condescending but the point is is that i'm over it i saw my favorite murder like maybe like uh like three or four years ago yeah and like uh it was at this like big theater at the u of m i think and it was sold out two nights and tickets were like 30 40 bucks God, oh, I have like indigestion. <laughs> I'm thinking about my favorite murder. It's making me physically sick. Um, and then I was just like sitting there, and it was like, well, first of all, I was hot the whole time, so I was like not into it. And like everybody in front, like all the girls in front of me, were like super drunk, and everybody was having like such a good time. And I was just like, you're literally just talking about like murder. Like you're talking about people's like lives being ruined, and like people being like ripped away from their families because someone else is like a psychopath and like you're just like cracking jokes and that sucks actually and like these like i don't think that like it just doesn't like if i i'm not really like a ladies night out person but if i were i wouldn't be like let's go uh listen like let's talk about brutal murders <laughs> yeah like i just like don't understand it and it's like too cutesy a lot of it's too cutesy they have like all this like merch Ugh. it's like uh one like their big thing is like stay sexy don't get murdered and that just like is so disgusting to me like it just is so gross and like i don't know it's just like really fucking unfortunate and like uh there's parts in double house where like so there's like the main murders like that happen in the double house and then there's also is it called like white witch yeah that's um, the previous case he wrote yeah about. so that's the last case he wrote about and it's about this like teacher who uh two of her students break in her apartment and she like brutally murders them and like like stabbing like 37 times and like cutting apart these bodies so it's like you didn't have to take it that far <laughs> yeah but like uh so the way he like kind of writes the story is like these kids were like delinquents who like broke into her apartment and like tried to like attack or whatever um but then like towards the end of the book there's like a huge chunk that's just like one of the kids that was killed it's like his mom writing the author letters and it's the most heart-wrenching fucking shit because it's just like my son didn't really do anything and he was like a good kid and like knew like the wrong people and like you made his death a movie (laughs) and it's just like so fucking sad and there's like a part where she like uh, like her letters keep getting returned and she keeps like revising them and sending them again and kind of like doesn't care if he ever gets it because she knows that if he does it's not like she's gonna like feel better right and like i don't know it just makes me think about like all the true crime i've like interacted with over the last few years and like how like some of it is like so disrespectful like mm-hmm. the one that like i guess called like to live and die in la or something like that's like 
horrifying like he's like making the podcast like i think like as this woman goes missing or something and like at the time i was like oh this is pretty interesting and then i realized that the guy who made it is the guy who wrote uh the game oh the pickup artist book what the fuck and he had had like a funeral for his like bachelor life before he got married and he's just like a piece of shit and it's just like okay it's just like a thing that people are like cashing in on but there's like actual people involved you know and it's like cereal everybody loves cereal that guy totally fucking did it and like this girl just wanted her family wanted her to like stay dead it was like the worst thing that's ever happened to them and then like suddenly people are like you know trying to like resolve the murder and it's like just let them like heal yeah well so that whole okay so that letter that the you know the kid's mom sends him is like the best thing i've ever read in my life and it's like so good and i was like so pumped up reading it honestly because it was basically like all of my thought personal thoughts about true crime like put into words and like yeah so like i didn't watch any of that stuff growing up um, obviously, it was the 90s, so everyone was scared of kidnapping. Everyone was scared of this and that and the other thing. Did and you ever get um, your fingerprints taken at the mall? No, we had to go to a police station and do it. Okay. We I went, I went to a bad school. <laughs> <laughs> we got our fingerprints taken at the mall. Um, and I think we got, like, molds of our teeth. I remember, like, biting something and then getting my fingerprints taken. And then um, your parents got, like, a floppy disk. Weird. With all your information on it in case you ever went uh, missing. Yeah. It was like in the 90s, everyone was scared of kids getting kidnapped. and Because of Adam Walsh? I don't remember what that is. John Walsh's kid? He was he was America's Most Wanted. Oh, okay. And, like his son was kidnapped. Oh. And that's why he... Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Remember how there was always like missing children at the end of every episode? Yeah. Do you remember that? <clears throat> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know his backstory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, but I don't know, like it was the nineties and I was just like, didn't care. Cause like, I don't know. I was like a person that people always wanted to fight. So I wasn't worried about being kidnapped. I guess I was worried about like fighting people. So I was just like, well, I guess I just know how to, I have to know how to like fight people. I was scared of being kidnapped because my dad tried to kidnap me. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody tried to kidnap me. People just wanted to fight me. Yeah. But I have really long arms, so I, I got out okay every time. That's crazy. And long legs. I just have, like, monkey legs. You just, legs. like, wiggled out like a freaking hunting No, I mean, badger. you have a good, a good reach. Oh, yeah. You can keep anyone but, so, like, a really tall person away. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> well, I have a little, like, little I've never fought a eyes. really tall person. Oh, you find one. I, all my friends are really tall. I could well, fight just fight somebody. Yeah, I could fight any of them. <laughs> I'd lose for sure. Anyway, the point is that I just like, I don't know. I just didn't have that mindset for whatever reason. And I'm, yeah, I'm a dude, whatever. Um, but then like, so in that whole true crime room, broom, true, cri- <laughs> true crime broom. Bro, broom, get broom, broom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the true crime boom happened, I was just not into it. And I remember like listening to Serial. I listened to one episode. You of got video. so mad. Well, okay. I remember we were in the car and I thought you were going to like jerk the wheel. I was about to jerk the wheel because here's why. Oh my God. Do I freaking look like Sarah Koenig? I didn't write that shit. Yeah, but it was infuriating. Okay. Here's what I heard in that one fucking episode. Number one was that she was like the most ignorant person ever born. So here's two questions she asked. Number one, she was like, 
one of, one of the guys involved who's black, she was like, why wouldn't he call the police? Yeah. Why wouldn't he just call the police? And he later gave a fucking interview where he was like, well, first of all, I'm black. Yeah. Second of all, I was selling weed out of my grandma's basement. Yeah. So I couldn't be involved. I couldn't be, even if he had wanted to be involved with the police, which he didn't. Because the cops just like shoot yeah. black people for no reason. He just couldn't anyway, because he was like, I was not only doing something illegal, I could incriminate my grandma. And I was worried mm-hmm. about getting my grandma in trouble, so I couldn't do it. And then in the same episode, she's talking about the guy who she's trying to prove is innocent, who fucking absolutely Adnan, did it. Who did it? And she was Adnan just like, the killer. She was like, How does this good young boy who went to the mosque every weekend <laughs> turn into a killer? And it was just like one th- I was actually talking about this last night. One thing I think is really interesting is that, um, and there's a lot of good writing about this, but the one that I've read and I read when I was really young and it was very illuminating to me is, you know, uh, uh, Edward Said's book, Orientalism. That's all about like Orientalism, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically, you know, a, a really weird, strange form of racism that especially affects people from like all over Asia. But, you know, he's like, an Arab dude and he was writing a lot about how it affects like Arab people and like North Africans and stuff like that and like one thing that people do is that whenever they want to you know like it's, it's easy to look at racism as a way for people to demonize someone mm-hmm. like you know there's all these harmful stereotypes about you know whoever you don't like and well yeah because in Devil House remember they try to pin it on the main murders they like try yeah, to pin it on like some Indian like abstract kid. Indian kid that went to their school that like barely like didn't even like didn't even exist and nobody could like describe him like, yeah like he didn't yeah and so like there's that form of racism but then there's another form of racism which is where you try and like soften people to make them more nice and more like palatable and like i don't know the way that she was talking about this kid that she was trying to prove innocent for no reason other than she just thought it'd be interesting content yeah. number one it was so disgusting so it was like okay so you're not viewing him as a person anymore you have this idealized version of him as like what did she say? She had, he's, he had eyes like a dairy eyes, cow? Uh, huge brown eyes like a dairy cow. So it's like, once again, it's like you're trying to soften and feminize this person to, so that it's easier to sell as like an innocent person. But it's like, wow, there's a whole bunch of racism. There's a bunch of weird gender stuff going into it. Because this is like, no, this is like a dude who killed someone. Yeah. And you refuse to believe it. So you're pulling from all these weird racist tropes and stuff to try and disprove it. But the most disturbing thing to me in Serial, this is the last thing, I promise. Okay. The most disturbing thing to me in Serial was that when she was just, like, giddy about finding information. Yeah. She was just so, like, happy and hyped up. And like you said, it's like, the family of the person who was murdered, who are the most important people I in this equation. I don't think they said shit the whole time. No. And they just want, they put out a statement that was like, please stop. Yeah. That's all they said. So it's like, okay, you're doing all this against the wishes of the only people that matter in this equation. So fuck you. Yeah. And you're happy about it. You're happy exactly. that you're ruining people's lives. Yeah. So that just really dis- disgusted me. And whenever I looked at other true crime in that style, I couldn't not see it through that lens. Yeah. Personally. It's hard because like I, so I still like it. Like I like reading about like cases and stuff, mm-hmm. but like I, there's one called, criminal that i listened to that's pretty good that's like not always like sometimes it's just like various crimes one was like this girl whose mom stole her identity and it was crazy yeah um and then there's one called case files it's just like a very like monotone i think like british person just like basically like reading wikipedia's yeah because like 
it is interesting to me i just don't want to be like helping someone make money off of it and like i think like so like the whole like true crime like boom that's happening is like just so fucking sad because there's shit like uh like elisa lamb elise mm-hmm. lamb like they had that whole show about the cecil hotel and it's like well nobody's ever gonna fucking know and it like wasn't supernatural she was just like unwell yeah. you know and it's just like that's like the fucking 50th thing about it or there was that um don't fuck with cats show that was about uh luke magnata yeah um i just like i don't think we needed like you know like a netflix series about it the dude's a piece of shit yeah well i think that yeah like obviously it's fine to have an interest in crime it's fine to have an interest in serial killers or any of this stuff but it is very easy to take it too far yeah and either it's like your whole personality or you're making light of it Mm -hmm. or you're just like glorifying things that shouldn't be glorified and you're just fucking with real people because ultimately these are like real people Mm -hmm. and like they have families and like I think that's the thing I don't like. Even like more recently now, it's like all the TikTok de- detectives. Yeah. You know? Why is every phrase I'm picking so hard to say? <laughs> Tick- Today I sent an email that was like, like a proof, proof for your approval for like Peter Pan pizza. Oh my God. <laughs> proof of proof for your approval of Peter Pan pizza. Yeah. That's pretty and good. I was like, whoo. Yeah. But yeah, like I think all these TikTok detectives who are trying to solve every case, that's just like so fucked up where it's just like, get a fucking life, dude. Yeah. Like it's one thing to be like, I think it's interesting to read about weird stuff that happened. And it's mm-hmm. another thing to be like, I'm going to make it my whole personality and now I'm going to solve crime yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. I just don't get it. it. That's what I don't like. And I feel like that's like all those true crime <clears throat> podcasts were like trying to do that. And it was super shitty and disrespectful yeah. and fucked up. So anyway, I, I love- just don't think it's like, cause like the people who do my favorite murder are like supposedly comedians. And it's just like, what the fuck is funny about it? And it's like the one, uh, she showed up on my like Instagram, like explore page. And it was like, Oh, like my husband and I just bought, our first house sounds like you bought a house in los angeles and you literally paid in like blood, blood. money like yeah, fuck that's you. blood money yeah it's just so gross it's so gross there's just such a i feel like i almost said there's like a fine line between like you know like having an interest in something and like exploiting it but i actually think the line is not so fine yeah <laughs> for sure well, and I love the way that Devil House handles it because, like, basically, like, I, like I was saying, you're you're seeing all these events through the perspective of this true crime writer, and when you get to the end, you realize that what kind of kicked off this whole thing was that he was trying to chase a new lead. That's mm-hmm. like how the book starts, but. Once he gets there, he realizes that there isn't a marketable story. So he starts trying to conjure up a marketable story. Yeah. So like everything you read in like the middle of the book and like all the shit about like the kids who are like, you know, like one was like homeless and like one was like she was like going to go to college and she got involved and they can't tell like who killed like the realtor and like the landlord it's just like none none of them are real. It's all fake. (laughs) It's like, holy fuck. Yeah, which is a crazy twist, but then like that letter that he gets from the kid's mom from the first case is what prompted it all. And that's yeah. kind of when it all starts unraveling and you realize that 
he was basically doing what he always did, which is go somewhere and essentially make a fake story out of real events, like glamorize it to the point that you are fabricating things and you're spinning things in a way that couldn't be further from the truth, but then you're Mm -hmm. presenting it as true crime. But at the end, you realize that the reason he's doing it is because he basically had a mental breakdown because he realizes he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Because like the whole thing with the original case was that these kids broke into their teacher's house She's home. She kills them in self-defense, but then, like, dismembers them. Yeah. And, like, so it was a fucked up situation all around. And he got famous off of that book because he went in and told a sympathetic portrayal of her. Because she was dead. Mm -hmm. She got the electric chair. Yeah. She was dead. And so he went in and made this book that was a sympathetic portrayal of her. People ate it up and were super into it. And to me, it's like, well, that's, like, basically what happened with Serial. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the exact same thing. And so I love that this whole story is illustrating like the ways in which you can bend the truth and the ways in which true crime is all a sham. But it also has this really interesting like emotional center by basing on this character who's having a nervous breakdown. I almost had a nervous breakdown when all the people in the book were fake. (laughs) And then it was just like just guys who like lived under the freeway. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, right. I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, it if wasn't. That was the case. Yeah, it wasn't sexy. Yeah, it was just like some homeless and then I was guys. Like, yeah. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, you can't stay sexy. You can oh only get murdered. <laughs> oh my god, I hate those bitches so much. <laughs> They're so stupid. <laughs> they like go to therapy together, or they did when I listened to the show. For what? I have too to much have, money. No, to have a working relationship, they need to be in therapy. Isn't that fucked up? I'm sad. I have too much money. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think like if you have to go to therapy to like work with like your podcast co-host, <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't. And that was like even before they had like, you know, like the riches. Doctor, we're making too much money off our podcast. No, it's like, can you imagine how big of an asshole you have to be? Absolutely, I can Fucking imagine. Stupid. Yeah, just like an absolute terror. <sighs> anyway, true crime sucks. Yeah, true crime sucks, and Devil House rocks. I did like that documentary about Pazuzu. I didn't watch that. Oh, I think I only watched like the first couple parts of it. The guy who like started a cult mm-hmm. in like a meth house, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I just, I mean, like, I like watching stuff where like a crazy person is like starting a cult and there's like poop on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's more my speed. Yeah. I mean, once again, it's it's always like, you know, it's okay to have an interest, but if you take it too far, it's yeah. just like. Okay, come on. Now I'm thinking that how much I did, though, like, um, the act and uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest. I like the Gypsy Dee Dee Blanchard stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm saying so many words wrong. No, you're you're saying... This is the longest I've ever talked. You're saying real words. Uh, But I like the stuff surrounding that, that case. But I think it's because that... Mm, that woman deserved it (laughs) i don't like that the girl's like internet boyfriend like manipulated her into like killing her family sure but also she was fucked up yeah that's just like a crazy story yeah but that's what i mean it's like i don't know that's just like a crazy story yeah i liked i liked hearing about all that stuff too it was interesting it's a crazy story but i think that it's very easy to go in a totally different direction and it's easy to 
profit off of like real human misery yeah. that is still ongoing. It's like, yeah, and like, I think that's what I like, especially right now. Like, how can any of that shit still like go on right now? Everything is like so fucking bad. I can't imagine being like, oh, I'm gonna unwind by like listening to this murder story. Oh my god, you know who sucks is the sword and scale guy. Oh yeah, I so. I listened to that show for a while and then I stopped when he did an episode about like the like the Bjork bomber the guy who tried to send yeah, a letter around to Bjork yeah. and that guy like shot himself in his apartment and this fucking prick like goes to the apartment building and he's like do you know a man killed himself in this building and I was like what the fuck like you're just some weirdo like outside this apartment like yeah. asking people this like what, what the a fuck? freak show fuck i don't you. know it's just like gross and i think it's like gets even grosser when like true crime people are like and also maybe if his mental illness wouldn't have been would have been treated like blah 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 and it's just like Shut yeah up. you said one of those people had a thing on their like patreon that was like i'll tell you how not to get murdered oh my god well okay so i listened to let's not meet for a long time and like i really liked that guy i listened to him like uh during early covid i would trade puzzles for um well i would give people toilet paper for puzzles and mm -hmm. so i had a, a lot of puzzles because i was stealing toilet paper from work and like i would listen to puzzles and listen to Let's Not Meet or do a puzzle and listen to Let's Not Meet. Um, and like, uh, it's good because it's just like weird encounters with like strangers and stuff. It's like the subreddit Let's Not Meet. Yeah. And I joined his Patreon and then he like quit his job and he was like, well, okay, everyone. Now it's like full time podcast guy. And I was like, oh, no, because I think that's like weird. That could be weird pressure to put on your listeners, I feel. And like, um he uh started like making like little episodes that were just called like lessons learned and i never even listened to one i just canceled my subscription he was like this is lessons learned it's about lessons you learn from let's not meet and i was like well fuck you because like i've learned nothing like how yeah. about like men learn not to like fucking like break into people's houses yeah or, so like, all the people who got hurt, someone in a bar yeah, all the people got hurt or assaulted or murdered or whatever it's like their fault because yeah. they didn't subscribe to your fucking patreon and like that and learn from <laughs> you're gonna mansplain not getting sexually assaulted to yeah. your listeners and i was just like okay like i hate this and i just like immediately canceled my patreon subscription i was like i don't want to hear this shit and like maybe that's not even like what it actually is but the even the mere suggestion i was just like you're fucking stupid that's, I'm telling and then it makes me think like do these people think that they're doing everyone like some fucking service yes which is like psycho because it's just like shit just like fucking happens like if you're gonna get murdered you're gonna get murdered like you can't like actually stop it no, i know dude well that sister and i were talking about this last night it's like a lot of bad things happen all the time there's like really no way to be prepared for anything yeah and you just have to not worry about it i mean i think that's the the, the thing about the genre that i really dislike is that the people forget they're making entertainment yeah. Because if they remembered, they might see how fucking ghoulish it is that this yeah. is what they consider entertainment. Because that's all you're doing. Like, you're not solving a case. You're not a detective. You're not helping the family. You're not helping anybody. You're making entertainment. And if the thing you base your entertainment off of is too weird and gross, guess what? You are weird and gross yeah. and you need to be front-handed, back-handed by someone to knock some fucking sense in your dumb little skull. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's some violence we can all get behind. The guy from Sword and Scale should get front-handed, backhanded yeah, outside should. of Bjork's apartment. Yeah, How dare you make light of someone almost killing Bjork? Yeah. That would have been, like, one of the greatest tragedies of... of that would have been so fucked up. Of, like, you know, the whole human existence. Yeah. Bjork's one of the greatest artists ever. You can go stand outside the apartment of the guy who almost killed her and, like... Yeah. With a fucking dict- also, like, dictaphone in people's faces. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, now that person just has to live in a building where someone killed themselves. And they could have just, like... I have not known yeah. and been fine. Just so you could do your little Chris Farley routine. You remember, remember, remember when? <laughs> Don't bring him into this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sketch. I think about that sketch constantly. Because so many people now who do podcasts and interviews and stuff legit just sound like the remember, remember when? <laughs> That's why I think about it. Man, a lot of people just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm like kind of like, like I... I really want to be back on a regular schedule because I just like, you know, I just have like such uh, an important voice that needs to be shared (laughs) with the public. And like my opinions are all just like literally so good. Yeah, they're all right. And then they're all correct. Yeah. Like 110%. But also, um, I just like don't care how anyone feels. And, like, I don't think I'm saving the world by doing this. It's entertainment. And I know it'll never be my full-time job. Right. It's just entertainment. It's just... I'm just fucking around. Yeah. It's fun for you. Yeah. It's fun for the listeners who enjoy it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Like, once again, as someone who has encountered some people who take this stuff way too seriously like yeah. podcasts and just people talking in the microphones. You know what's interesting to me? A lot of people who um, have podcasts who take them seriously don't care that they fucking sound like shit. Yeah, for they sure. They sound so bad. Like, no offense to you, but you can, like, watch, like, an hour-long, like, tutorial on YouTube about, like, basically like, mixing and mastering. Oh, I know. I've and, had, like, it doesn't mean you'll yeah. be good at it, but it's also, like... I've had tons of people ask me for advice, and it's like, well... I can't teach you how to be like a mix engineer, but I can tell you that like, you know, throw some compression on that shit, put a noise gate. Yeah, like, maybe your podcast shouldn't sound like you recorded on your phone. <laughs> I just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously I don't get it. I mean, I think it's even funny too. That's like half the reason I even got into podcasting was because I already had all this shit because of my job. Yeah. So it's just weird that there's people who don't have any experience with sound or public speaking. He got shocked, I think. No, I think it's just flipping oh. shit. No, that's just plugged in. Oh my god. Um, I just think it's weird that people who don't have any experience with sound or recording or public speaking or anything are just like, oh hell yeah, podcast time. I also just like, okay, so I want to do this because I like doing this, and not because I actually think that like anyone like wants to or needs to hear what I think about anything. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's just like we don't have kids. Yeah. When we die, what will be left? Our podcast. R- records, <laughs> podcasts, all the t-shirts we've sold. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, like, I feel like every two days someone's like starting a podcast. And a thing that drives me crazy is when people have like, oh, follow my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And they build like all the fucking social media before they like like have an episode done yeah it's like what the fuck i don't know why it's like so annoying it feels very um what's the phrase what before the horse shoes before the horse cart before before the horse 
Though I think it's now <laughs> shoes before the horse. <laughs> Don't put those shoes before I was the like, horse. Do horses wear shoes? Yes, metal shoes. Oh yeah, horseshoes. People stirring podcasts is the new people stirring bands, where people get yeah. excited about it and it burns out within a year. And if you just stick around, they all go away. And people are like, oh, you're legit. <laughs> and it's fine. I mean, the real move is to uh, do it sometimes and then go away for like 16 months. And then you do you come back and everybody's like, oh, you're back. And you're like, mm, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would prefer if we just did it regularly. No, it's going to be regular now. It's going to be regular. Yeah. But I think the way it's it's gonna work is it's not gonna be on like a strict schedule yeah well i would i mean i would like to do it once a week sure i can do it once a week yeah i just had to take a nap tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I mean yeah i mean i'm gonna do it once a week obviously yeah. i wouldn't put it out once a week though that right. expectation is horrible yeah having done that that was a nightmare maybe like every other week yeah the point is i have so many good ideas yeah we gotta talk about lots of stuff yeah we're going to do an episode about Jackass Forever. Yeah. And mortality. Yeah. We just watched a new Scream. I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Five Cream. That, like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, Five Cream. Oh, Five Cream. I was spelling out five in my head. Oh. And I was like, Favacrium? I just... <laughs> <laughs> we were talking yesterday about how none of us can read screen names. Like, we both screen yeah. names without dashes or dots or anything. Yeah. I can't read it. Yeah. I can't get that. Do yeah. Yeah. I'm, I do think it's a shame that, because they could have done that with every Scream movie. Because there's Scream, then Scream 2, they could have put the 2 well, for the R. Well, I think they did, didn't they? They didn't do the 2 for the R. They did the 3 for the E, I think. They did the 4 for the A. And then Scream 5, it could have been the S as the 5. And they didn't I do know that. I've seen it like that. People are writing it that way as like a joke. Oh. But the official name is Scream 2022. Well, yeah, because it's not actually Scream 5. It's Scream 2022. But it's Scream 5. It's, it's good, right? Mm. It's in the same I mean, it continuity. is the fifth one, but also it's not called Scream 5. Yeah. Do you think Wes Craven would have liked it? I think he would have in a way that, like, a, like your parents have to say that they like the stuff that you do. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, sure. I'll we can talk that. about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um... Well, I think I'm done here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>